0: Worthy of every
1: song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever be Worthy
2: of every... Alright, welcome back to the Ferb Experience Podcast where we talk sports, conduct professional interviews, and literally talk about whatever we want to. We have uh, an all-star cast today, don't we? Really? I'd agree. Yeah. There's a lot of people. So usually I only have like one to two people. I have four people and then me on the podcast. So let's go around. Of course, you got me. Uh, Molly. Molly, who?
3: Helen.
2: Okay. What do you do, Molly?
3: I'm
2: an occupational therapy assistant. Okay. Cool. 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 Occupational therapy. Dan Pine.
4: i a realtor, a constant on the show, usually for sports. Do I, do I know you, Dan? I think so, man. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay. All
1: right. Uh, what's um, your name? Will Gusmas, I'm a physical therapist assistant. Oh, Nice to meet you, Will. Nice to meet you. How about you?
0: Marina Strother, I think I was on the last podcast. Yeah,
2: I think you were. Yeah, we had a a little bit of use, a little bit of use. All right, so uh, the third category is we can talk about whatever we want to. Uh, I've been trying to think about really how to bring this up um, for a long time. So whenever I was really contemplating, like, following Jesus, uh, I really needed some guidance. Um, I didn't really know what to do. Uh, who to talk to, who to look up to, or anything like that, you know, uh so my goal of this podcast is for all of us, all of us follow Christ, uh, a lot of us are in small group together, um a lot of us have been following Christ for a long time, I guess hadn 't we um and you know if there 's anyone that 's listening to the podcast, I just want them to know like um following Christ is the best decision i 've ever made, and i 'm pretty sure everyone else can agree with that. At this table. Uh, and I wish I could have listened to something like this whenever I was trying to decide uh, for the longest time if I should or not. Um, so first up, let's kind of talk about how we all got saved or led to Christ. Who wants to go first?
0: I'll go first. All right. So, That's Miranda. Yeah, this is Miranda. <laughs> um, so I've been kind of, my family was always like a Christian family. We went to church whenever I wasn't playing softball, we went to church. I didn't want to go because I was so tired, but we went anyways because mom dragged us there. And then, um, there was just a defining moment when I was in college, my freshman year kind of just really sucked, was going through a bunch of stuff. And I just remember, I was like, there has to be something more than this. Like I, 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 there has to be something more. I remember just having this moment where I called my sister and I was just like, man, this just sucks. Life just sucks. She goes, I just want you to she's like, you always pick and choose like what parts of the Bible you want to follow. And I just actually want you to start in Matthew. I want you to read the gospel. I want you to actually read it from the beginning to the end. And I want you to tell me how that works out for you. So I sat, sat down, started reading the Bible, actually saw the word for what it was. And I don't know, the grass seemed a little greener as cliche as it sounded, but I mean, that was when everything started. Then later on my sophomore year, I went to this conference with um this guy I was dating named Ben at the time and that's when I had like God kind of just smacked not like actually smacked me across the face but he was just like I'm here I'm God this is me and we're we're about to do this dang thing and I remember just being at this conference and um I literally draw I'm not I used to never be an emotional person I am now that's probably cuz the holy spirit's in me but um I just You're in your feelings. Yeah, okay. I just I, I I just feel stuff I guess more deeply than I used to and yeah. I remember just like I was like God whatever this is whatever you have for me I'm all in. I was like I I'm surrendering whatever it is. I like I was like I'm about it. I'm all in. And I literally fell to my knees and started crying and I just and I was overwhelmed and I never been that overwhelmed in my entire life and Ben was like are you okay? And I was like please don't touch me. I'm not used to this. Like don't <laughs> don't go near me. But then after that I started just trying to follow the Bible to the T and it's been it's it's hasn't been a super easy experience, but it's definitely been one that's been worth it. 100% and I mean I think each and every single one of us can attest to that yeah. that's just shortened version i tried to make how, it as how dense been, as possible
2: how long have you been like i guess like following Christ? Is...
0: i mean i guess quote-unquote following christ since i was younger because <clears> i knew <throat> that i remember even when there's the boogeyman or the bed i would read the lord is my shepherd i shall not want my yeah. mom's like what are you doing i was like i don't know i think i went to church i'm supposed to read this <laughs> yeah. like i think the boogeyman's supposed to go away if i read this and so I like i went and read it and my mom was just like goodness gracious <laughs> But so I, I had that when I was younger, but it wasn't until I think my, the summer going into my sophomore year where I actually a hundred percent was like, all right, God, you got this. You buckled like, down. You, You're yeah, like, everything. I was just like, yeah. okay, I'm all in. And yeah. that was, so it actually has, it's been a couple of years. It hasn't been my whole entire life. Yeah. For sure. Um,
2: I'll go next. Uh, Okay. So I'll say this. I started drinking at like a really, really young age. So I was like 13 when I started drinking alcohol. I'm not even kidding. Like I've been drinking for a long time. I've never really went to church growing up. My family uh, went every now and then, uh, but my dad didn't really care about going, uh, which he got saved later in life too. I think he was like 30 something whenever he's, he didn't even believe in God for like a long, long time. My dad didn't. Uh, my mom tried to take us, but you know, single mom trying to take us to church doesn't really work out well. Um, I was okay at sports. So like I started a lot of sports when I was like a freshman in high school. So. I would hang out with all, like, the juniors and seniors, which was not a good thing uh, because, of course, girls, drinking, you know, all that stuff. It started some really bad habits. Um, So all I did for a long, long time was drink, uh, you know, hang out with a bunch of girls. You you know what I mean by that pretty much. Um, (laughs) Everything you're not supposed to. Uh, I guess you could say, like, I ran from God for a long time. Uh, One of my friends started to, like, try to introduce me to God whenever I was, like, 18 or 19, you know? Um, and I was like, oh, I ain't going to church, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> uh, but a lot of stuff happened um, whenever I was 19. So I've been dating a girl for, like, three years. Um, we broke up. That was really hard. Uh, I got into, like, a physical altercation with my stepdad. Uh, that was really rough. Didn't go home for, like, a really long time. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but you know a lot of people find Jesus when they're at rock bottom. I guess that's pretty much where I was. Uh, I was pretty much rock bottom. Had all these friends that I would go to at bars and stuff like that, but I didn't really feel any love at all. You know, Um, I remember I I feel like my soul would be like in conflict. Uh, Never had any peace, man. I just wanted some peace. You know, I couldn't think. Had anxiety all the time. Uh, There was times. Whenever I was 19, where I'd be, like, drunk at, like, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. Seriously, it's insane. Like, me and my dad, I would call my dad at, like, 3 o'clock, and he would know that I'd been drinking. You know, it was pretty sad, you know. Um, But I started reading the Bible because my friend Brandon Weber, shout out to Brandon Weber, um, and I started to go to this BSU thing with uh, a few of my friends here and there, um, and it kind of shocked me that I was that broken and that damaged Uh, But this dude named Christ still loved me, you know, which is kind of crazy. You know, I was like, all right, look, man, I'm not a good guy at all, you know. Uh, Christ still loved me. Uh, And I remember the last verse I read uh, before I decided to get saved. And I I say that tentatively because whenever I was 19, I got saved, and we'll talk about later. I didn't really know what that meant because I didn't grow up in church. You know, I just knew I wanted a relationship with Christ, but I had no idea how to follow Christ then, you know, we'll get back to that later. I had no idea. I was just like, okay, this dude loves me. I want to follow Christ. Uh, the last thing I ever read was come, come to me. all you who are weary and I'll give you rest is Matthew eleven twenty eight? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that sounds really cool. I want some rest, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I said the prayer and everything. I can only um, imagine you
4: in your head saying that.
2: Yeah. yeah. But when I said it, I was crying in my shower in some dorm room. You know what I mean? Like it was like rock bottom. So like, it meant a lot to me, uh, but again, you know, I I'll say I got saved then, but I didn't do anything right and like actually try to do everything the way you're supposed to To a lot later on. You know, we'll come back to that later, but that's, yeah. that's pretty much mine, you know. I'll
4: go ahead and give mine. All right. This short version. All right. uh, so I always grew up in the church. Um, Ever since I was young, I always went every Sunday, but it never really registered to me. Like I would go because I was told you're supposed to live. So I always lived my life like a Christian, but going to church it was different. It was like, it was almost this empty feeling. It was like contemporary service, so you're just surrounded by a bunch of old people just singing hymnals, and the preacher would just be up there, but he wasn't really preaching for the Bible. He'd like be preaching for like the the same old passages each year, same section, and like, you're like, I've heard this like five times already, like, get to something new material, maybe. I mean, there's a whole Bible, you can look through it, but he just never really felt the the, uh, spirit at all. It was just dead. So, I went there, but the moment I went to college, I still acted like a Christian, but I didn't go to church whatsoever, because every time I tried, I'd get the same experience, same same environment, not feeling anything, I'm like, what is this, like, what's the point? Um, so I just literally, I put God by, second, I put myself first, so I would always, every Saturday, just party. I mean, of course, I think you should be able to have a little bit of fun, but... I would just party all through college, never go to church whatsoever. And it wasn't until around my senior year that I just realized there's something missing in my life. There's something that I, I didn't know what to feel, how to go. So I was like, I'm just going to try to go back to church. So I tried locally in the area, same exact thing, same exact situation. I'm like, where can I find an answer? Uh, when I moved, came here to Oxford, and then I was like, I got to go to church. There's something missing in my life. Uh, so I went. To, I attended this one church off and on for a year because I knew that's what you're supposed to do is go to church. And I, I I would feel a little bit of what I needed, but never received it until one day one of my friends, they said, Hey, you need to try this one church called Pine Lake. Um, it'll be really good for you. And I'm like, all right, I'll just try anything right now. Like I can't find anything on my own. Um, I'll do it. Literally the first Sunday I went talked to some people, and I was like, this is exactly what I needed. This is exactly what I was missing. And what, I went there for about five months, didn't know anybody, I would just sit by myself and go there and just leave, and then they had this thing called group up. And I was just like, you know what, I'll give it a shot, maybe I'll find some like-minded Christians, because most Christians, that, most people I find in my life were either the non-believers, which I'd almost relate to more, or the hard-up Christians who think you can't do anything bad. And you're like, that's not the way of being a Christian. You can't just judge everybody. Everybody does wrong. Yeah, we'll talk about all that later too. That's a good point. So I just was like, we're some normal middle ground people. (laughs) So I went to the group up and I actually met some people. Like my small group, I absolutely loved them. And ever since that, me and those friends of mine have been a true blessing to me. Awesome. I
0: love that. All right, Well.
1: Well, for me, I mean, I kind of... I kind of always grew up in a Christian home. I mean, I, my parents and we grew up being you know, in Catholicism. And I did not know that. Yeah, so, I mean, I was baptized as an infant, and that's something I kind of don't agree with anymore. Well, I don't know if we're going to talk about that or not. We can bring <laughs> it up later. Yeah, I mean, I We don't have that. to, but I'm just saying. But anyway, I mean, and we kind of quit going to church, family and I. I don't know, for a few years. And then basically the, the short version is, you know, just kind of, you know, we didn't go to church for a few years throughout high school and everything. I mean, I didn't, you know, I wasn't a crazy child like Nick. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not talking bad, yeah, no, no, no. I, mean, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't a wild child like, <laughs> child like that. But, uh, you know, I came, I came to Oxford and I started going to a church, uh, Oxford Church of Christ actually. So I went there for kind of a year, and I. Is that where they speak tongues? No. I'm just messing. I'm sorry.
4: Wait, no. is it? Is it <laughs> get Christ get, Christ get the snakes out and Hold them
0: up. I <laughs> a yes, I'm just messing. Guy I station is actually I talking fell about fell that. Oh, right, I'm sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> talk yeah. about that later. So I just kind of.
1: <laughs> I think that's when I. Sure that's kind of when I found myself, just you know, starting back in church and everything, and. For some reason, I, I can't remember why, I was just like, you know, I'm going to try at a different church, because I, I feel like I learned some things about Church of Christ. I don't know. But anyway, I just, and I joined, well, I didn't join Pine Lake, but I started attending Pine Lake, and you know, here I am.
2: So that's where you feel like you really started to yeah. pursue Christ, Pine Lake. I feel like that's all of us here is, like, yeah, oh, yeah. small, just because we're in the small room together, it like, the common yeah. denom there was pretty much Pine Lake. So shout out to Pine Lake.
0: Great, yeah. Bringing some great people together.
2: Yeah. So Molly.
3: Um. So, like, almost everyone else, I, I grew up in a Christian family, and uh, it was always more of a like on Sunday mornings. It was never a question. Are we going to church? It was always a statement. We are going to church today. So I, I grew up in the church. I was very blessed that my parents always took us to Sunday school, and when I. I was five years old my sister my sister had gotten saved and so it was just a hot topic in my house like my parents were very open about you know what it means to be saved and what it means to ask Jesus in your heart and I remember when I remember when I was five asking my mom I want I want to ask Jesus in my heart and my mom was very uh, apprehensive about it, and I remember sitting in my room, and she read me this children's <laughs> book called Benjamin's Box, and it's it's a really good book, actually. So, yeah, you if you've never read it, go ahead. Is it just about
0: Benjamin's Box?
3: Um, no, it's about like <laughs> this little boy, and he keeps finding these things, and they all all of the things that he finds relates to Jesus. You told me and about so this So he book. like collects everything in his box, mm-hmm. and so but throughout the book, it tells the story of Jesus and how he came and he died on the cross for our sins, but like three days later he rose from the dead and at the end of the book it tells the bible story i mean the bible verse of like let the children come to me and my mom just felt very convicted that because she had asked me questions and i understood and so i remember kneeling by my bed when i was five years old and asking jesus in my heart and then years later, when I was like a preteen teenager, I remember I doubted it. Like, okay, well, what if I was just too young? Because I didn't get baptized till I was like seven, because I was too scared as a five-year-old.
1: <laughs> and
3: uh, and I still had to stand on a stool when I got baptized. I was short, a little kid. Aww. And um, so I remember doubting that as a teenager. So I rededicated my life because I was really. I did. I, I was at a point in my life where I was like, I do not want to go to hell. Like, that was a scary thing for me. And so, I rededicated my life. But, fast forward to probably my sophomore year of college is when, for me, it was, I believe this and I want a relationship with Jesus. Not because my parents tell me that this is what I need to do, but it's because what I need. It's what I want. It's what I need in my life to feel like I have fulfillment and completion. And so... I would say, like, saved and knowing that Jesus is in my heart. Looking back, I understood it at five years old. But in terms of, like, a life change. Like fall on. mm -hmm, It would be, like, high school and college.
2: Really. So we're all all kind Mm -hmm. of about the same, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad you got on the podcast, Molly, because she's kind of like the veteran. Because, you know, she grew up in church, you know. She was thinking about getting (laughs) saved at five, you know. I didn't think about anything at five, you know, uh, but thanks for getting on here for real. Um, so when, like, whenever I was saying, you know, I was struggling with a lot of stuff whether to, to decide, there was a lot of things like Dan was talking about, like the middle ground people. Uh, there's a lot of questions I had, and this is the main reason I felt kind of convicted to make this podcast. Uh, so if there's literally even one person that listens to my podcast that can maybe get anything from these questions, then this podcast was worth it. You know, all five of us getting together talking about it sharing something very very personal like our testimonies like i don't just like talking about my testimony oh, i don't know about no. y'all because it's
1: really personal oh, man. Um, I'm getting paid
2: for this. so um let me let me see there was one question that i really wanted to start with uh okay so let's talk about this this is one of my favorite things uh so dan just cussed okay uh it's, it's fine uh so let's bring this up. Why are Christians hypocrites? That's that's one question I had. So whenever I was trying to decide, I was like, okay, well, I I know of this guy. Let's just say Timmy. Okay. Timmy's saved. Timmy goes to church. uh, But this—Timmy is drunk every Saturday. I know for sure Timmy's drunk because I'm drunk every Saturday. <laughs> you know, and I'm like— This doesn't make sense. Why Why is he following Christ, but he's he's drunk on Saturday? Or you know, I I did not know what was going on. I didn't know what to look for because I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, And we can all answer it, take turns answering. But to me now, because I'm you know a follower, and you know, I just because I'm saved doesn't mean I don't struggle with stuff. I still like to drink. I still really like girls. You know what I mean? Uh, But I try not to act on it. and it's really, really hard to. Um, so one verse I saw was Genesis six um, two and it said, God looked on the earth and behold it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. So no one doesn't sin. Like even if you're, you know, saved, not saved, everyone sins. That's a fact. So I, I wouldn't really say Christians well, I guess I would say Christians are hypocrites. Everyone's a hypocrite I feel like because you just
1: think about Christians being hypocrites. I feel like all Well that's are
2: what Christians I was Christians. thinking whenever I was considering it though. You see, you see what I'm saying? We're all humans.
4: Like, we all commit sins. Yeah. we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect.
2: Yeah, no one. Um, And then the second verse I saw that went along with that was Ecclesiastes uh, 7.20. It said, Indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins. So.
0: I think, like, coming from a Christian standpoint, because I know we've all done this, is just like, well, I've been saved, and you know that there's certain things that you shouldn't do. So you know that there's, like, you shouldn't be going and, like, Going and hooking up with all these random people, or you shouldn't be drinking, or you shouldn't be cussing, or you shouldn't be doing these things. And so, when you see a Christian that's doing and you're like, in your heart, like low key, you're kind of like, I wish that, I, like, I'm not supposed to do that, but I kind of want to, you know. So you're, and you're so you're like, well, dang you for going out on Saturday and getting hammered and having like going and having a <laughs> yeah. time. When I'm at home right now, <laughs> sitting doing this, and so it's just kind of like, I mean, as just as being human, you kind of it just builds up that way. And so, I mean. It just kind of stinks you have to redirect your mind and kind of as a christian teach yourself how to just be like but there's grace here like i used to be like that but this is a better life and there's and people get to see me through like my actions now and so you have to think of it from like a a different standpoint i don't know i've had to teach myself that all the time because it's so easy to be hypocritical when I'd still do stuff wrong even though I think I'm doing stuff right, you know what I'm saying? I'm hypocritical every day. I see a car
1: speeding and I'm like, you idiot. I'm sitting there speeding myself. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about
3: I wrote down this quote from uh, this author, her name's Jackie Perry, and she said both both the isolated Christian and the isolating Christian are part of a family, a body, an organism of human beings different with different sins, but they all have the same Savior. And I just think that's beautiful to think about in terms of if we set our mindset with that, um, if we set our mindset with that, then the, the hypocrisy of it can kind of go away in terms of understanding I'm not perfect and nobody else is, but Jesus is. And through him, there's grace for me and there's grace for you. And then the rest of it doesn't matter.
2: That's a good answer. Yeah, that's a really good answer.
3: I love
0: Jack. She's awesome. I have a book in in my my bag right here. I have a book in my car too. It's probably the same (laughs) exact one. I I hope it's the same
2: Another thing too, like whenever, like if you're not a believer and you see people like in church, like, oh, you shouldn't do this and that, blah, blah, you know, like, like you're supposed to, I wouldn't say like, you know, get mad at people for sinning, but you're supposed to point out, hey, mm.
3: yeah, I think I you're was... struggling with this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is out
2: of love. This I, isn't. Well,
3: I think, I think it was, it's, I think it was Paul. He told us that we should. We should hold other Christians accountable. Accountability. Accountable. Yeah,
2: accountability. And
3: then I, I think that if you're in an unhealthy state as a Christian, you can put up a, de- a defense mechanism and say, oh, well, you're judging me. When exactly. it's yeah. When if it's done in the right way, it's just love. Right. Um, but I sometimes it's not done in the right way. And sometimes I probably don't say things in the right it's way.
4: It's hard to do. It's hard, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially um, when
3: you love someone, you're like, yeah.
2: man, I just want you to know like I want you to get better at this Mm -hmm. you know Mm
3: -hmm. and my friend like my friends know like they know how important like what I see what I think about prayer so like, like if I tell my friends I'm praying for you they should know that like that is the biggest compliment that I could ever give them because like to me if I'm praying for you I'm asking the person that created this world to act on your behalf and so for me that's a big thing and um and so I think if you set that standard with your friends in the beginning, they understand that. And yeah. they know that it's coming from love.
4: Yeah. Yeah, because I want to go back off that. Like, even if you, like, have friends that, like, don't go to church, they'll, they'll know that you're a Christian. It's like, for me, um, it was an honor, actually. There was this guy on my bowling team that he was getting engaged to his girlfriend. And they literally came up to me, like, Dan, you're, we don't belong to a church, but you're the only Christian we know we want you to be our our preacher. So I got certified and everything I, I, was, I, was their own, I was their pastor for their wedding. I actually performed before the wedding, but like it was just like an honor that they even though like they don't go to church, they knew that they need to be even though like they knew they didn't have a church but they needed something Christian going into their marriage. And it was an honor that they even asked me to do that. And I I, grac- I graciously did it. Although I kind of felt bad at first when I got when I got all the certificates and plaques and stuff for just only paying online to, to fill it out, but I mean, it was definitely worth it. It's something that I'll always remember.
2: Will you will you do mine if I ever get married down? How much you go pay me? Uh, what, what is your rate? Don't
4: be greedy. No, I, I it. it says in the
2: Bible not to be greedy. Yeah, yeah. That's true. We're you Money's kind of the good. root of all evil. That's so <laughs> just give me a <laughs>
4: Chick <laughs> chit- Fil A <laughs> meal and
2: you'll be good. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So does anyone else have anything to add on that? We'll move on to the next one. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Um, so one thing I struggled with too was um, if I got saved, what if I lose all of my of friends, you know, all the ones that you know like drinking whiskey and going out, <laughs> yeah, um, they're
1: not your true friends, I guess. No, but what what would you
2: tell someone that's thinking that that's trying to kind of on the edge? You see what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: that's that's one thing with like me when I had my my moment because my I mean, my freshman year I'd go out and I would drink and I was known for like certain things, and then my sophomore year, I, um, I mean, obviously at that point I was underage, so that's like laws of the land, you're not supposed to drink or anything, so they would just be casually drinking, they're like, Random, why aren't you drinking? I'm just like, because I, because um, yeah. it's, it's not right. I'm not 21 yet. And then they're just like, oh, that's stupid. Like you drank before, why are you not drinking now? And then with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. we had, at the time, we decided we weren't going to like, in- you yeah, know, you. Mm-hmm. keep on keeping on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and so we, um, we stopped Then they're like, that's dumb. You've done it before. And I was like, yeah, I, I know what we're trying to be better. We're trying to do it like, right. This mm-hmm. I don't know, we're, we're just trying to do things right. They're like, that's just the stupidest thing. You can't be a, a born again virgin, So you might as well just keep on doing what you're doing. And so, like, I had a bunch of people that were kind of just, like, getting up, getting up in my face. And I was like, you need to back up. Like, I'm trying yeah. to do this. like, yeah. Oh but, I, I mean, of course, I didn't say that. But it kind of just, like, it was a lot of, like, barriers and walls you had to go through. And it kind of made you feel dumb. And they made you feel really small. But at the same time, you have someone who's so big who's... Like being like you're doing the right thing. Like I know it's hard, and it's just it's, it's, so, scary. it's so it's it's really scary, but scary. it's so worth it. Like, like it's,
4: yeah. it's so easy to follow the crowd, and it's hard yeah. to be like that person that goes against the grain. But even if like the whole crowd seems like they're against it, there's somebody who they aren't mentioning it, but they they definitely respect you for doing that. And I mean, you don't know who how many people you probably impacted just taking that stand. Yeah, just by doing.
2: Yeah, that.
0: it's the little things. Hmm?
3: What do you think, Molly? Come on, I'll be your friend. Like. The friends that you lose because of loving Jesus, that just means that you're going to gain so much more of friends who do love
0: Jesus. Yeah. I just think it's worth it to keep like I like I love going to Bible study. Even if we didn't talk about whatever we talked about in church today, you should join our Bible study, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, like it's a pretty good small group. Yeah, we yeah, so it's we can really just sit good. there and like I know that I can call any of these guys or like yeah. be like hey like Nick and I talk all the time. he will be all the time, stuff. Man. And, and it's so it's so refreshing you knowing like, and be like hey man like I'm struggling with this or him texting me and be like hey yeah. I'm struggling with this. And I'm like well we're we're in this together, and yeah. so like yeah. I like if he calls him like he's one of the people I always answer. I will
2: not not like there's other people I'll just reject their phone call. But I'm like, okay, this one's important because like I care about this dude. Like mm-hmm, I'm going to, I'm going to be sure. there for him, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Our, our whole shout are to our small group. We took a smaller group picture at the wedding. We went to, I wasn't going to go to the wedding. They made me go. I'm sorry, Abby. The reason why I didn't want to go is because I didn't have a sports coat. Helped you out. I I swear that's the only reason I didn't have a sports <laughs> coat, and I was like, I, I don't know how to get one, or I don't know where where to go. What size am I in a sports coat? Whatever. Y'all look really uh, great, by the way. Thank you. For like, it. Thank you. Yay. All right. So uh, the reason. So whenever I was like on the border, uh, I tried to use logic along with like scripture in the Bible to make my decision, and it was really this simple. I know it sounds kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever I'd ask myself, um, "What if I lose all my friends?" But if I actually commit to this and I sat there and I was like well that Jesus dude died for me so I wonder if my friend Timmy would die for me and I was like I don't think Timmy would die for me <laughs> you know what I mean I was like I doubt my friend Joe would die for me I don't, I don't think any of them would die for me so I think I'm gonna roll with the dude that died for me you know what I mean that's kind of what I was thinking. I, I don't know. It's kind of funny, but I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. And you know, you think about those friends are temporary. This Jesus dude's eternal, you know, uh, this guy, you know, you could be, you know, some underground prison. You can always talk to him through prayer. And, you know, I, I don't regret this relationship with Christ at all. Um, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the next one. So we've talked a lot about drinking. Um, Let's ask someone that would argue, um, someone that does a lot of drugs or drinks a lot. They say getting high or getting drunk or doing all these other, you know, pleasures of the world are more fulfilling. What would you say to them? Because some people really enjoy smoking weed or doing drugs or, you know, I don't know, going 150 and 20 like real. <laughs> <huddle>. <laughs> well, I mean, it feels great for
4: them at the time, but I mean, you always think like the moment like they crash, they're like. They, they're they missing something. Like, I got to get the feel so they'll get, yeah. get drunk again. And get, I mean, if there's something missing in their life, that's just not feeling. It's feeling it temporarily, but not long-term. And sometimes, you, most people when you hear, like, people who've, like, become clean, they have the best testimonials because you hear about all their struggles and you're, like, thinking, man, if they could go through what they've done for years and then now they can come clean and represent, like, what I'm struggling with is nothing compared to him and I can easily follow his example. It's just a temporary... Permanent
2: Dang, Well, you get I deep. That. Oh, you, you that Hey, <laughs> 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 I
1: think I seen it on my phone a minute ago. What was I going to say? I just had a blank. What do
0: you
2: think, Molly? It's hard to follow up a little statement. Yeah,
0: I forgot the question. Yeah, <laughs> <say
2: anything. laughs>
4: the,
2: the question was, like, people who would argue that... Uh, Maybe getting drunk or getting high on drugs are more fulfilling than a relationship. That's never had a relationship with Christ.
3: Well, the problem with that is, in my opinion, is just, like, that's temporary. Like, you have to, like, consistently keep going back or doing more or... um, Or even in terms of like creating addiction, it becomes very constant. Whereas like if your joy is from the Lord, like that that is always constant. Like if you are if your joy is fulfilled with the Lord, then that's that high is always constant. Um, I wrote again, Jackie Perry. Heck yeah. Um, is that a guy or a
0: girl? It's, it's a, a girl. girl. Kind of she part? tears it up every time. Oh um, right. <laughs> So, like,
3: so people who she she says unbelief doesn't see God as the ultimate good. So it can't see sin as the ultimate evil. And so like if you look back in the Bible, okay, in Romans, Romans six twenty three. Yeah, Romans tears you up too. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of the but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So um so, the joy, like, for me, joy joy just comes from the Lord. And, like, if you're getting your joy in those types of things only, then you're, I mean, it's just going to constantly be unfulfilling because you're having to keep going back to it.
0: Or you're just never going to get enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you there's, I don't know, whatever pain you're going through or whatever, like, numbness mm-hmm. you're trying to feel like, there's no drink or there's no drug that's out. Mm-hmm. Or even when it comes to, like, Kind of having being addicted to a person per se because that happens too. Yeah, like you can, like kind of you can of a idolize false. a person, like but, a, your girlfriend or boyfriends and idol. Yeah, and you will yeah. never if. and you will never get enough. Like mm-hmm. every no matter who they are because you're putting them above God. Or, and they have
2: to love you more. Or, yeah, and, and there's no
0: way that they can they can. I struggle with that a lot. There's no way that they can Didn't possibly you should talk something about. Yeah, talk about something yeah, about. like um,
1: something about it's a. Uh, I forgot what he said, but.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, you could easily make if you don't follow Christ and the, the center of your life is someone you're Doing dating some, I mean, they're an idol you Yeah, know? there's always I mean,
0: something We all have this Anything, social media with.
2: It could be a sport If you put football or whatever over, you know, Christ Yeah, I mean, that's even, an idol too. even studying can
0: be like, Yeah, you mm-hmm. can, it, work Literally anything
2: <laughs> uh, I, have, I have two different things to say about that One, I've gotten high uh, and I have gotten drunk a lot um, and nothing comes close to the feeling of following Jesus I promise you that Uh, One thing that was pretty recent, I told, I think, Will about it. I hadn't really told him the story. Uh, I have this lady. I do home health. I have this lady in uh, Quitman County. I'm not going to say any details. HIPAA. Uh, Y'all ain't getting me today. Uh, But she's an amputee. I've been treating her for a long time. um, And I was trying to do gait training with her, and she just looked like she was about to cry. Seriously. She looked like she was about to bawl. And I sat down and I said, look, let's stop therapy. What's going on? You know? and she was, she's depressed, you could tell she was sad, um, and she was saying, like, look, you know, I'm, I'm going through a real tough, tough patch, uh, you know, she basically told me she's suicidal, pretty much, you know, and I sat there, and the first thing that popped in my head was that Isaiah verse, uh, where it says, like, uh, You know, the Lord's timing is perfect, basically. I can't remember exactly. I wish I would have written it down, but I didn't. But I pulled out my phone. I said, dang, girl, I got you a verse that's perfect for it. So I showed her this Isaiah verse, and I said, look, there's a lot of things that, you know, I deal with anxiety-wise and stuff like that, and I always go back to this verse. She said, will you send that to me? I said, yeah. And you know, whenever you first start following Christ or, you know, you're in awkward situations, it's kind of hard to, like, pray for people, you know? Because it's awkward, you know? Yeah, you know but I was, like, I was like, I you care if I pray for you? She was like, yeah. So I prayed for her. And that feeling whenever I left that house, there's no weed, no whiskey, no beer, nothing that could match that feeling whenever mm. I left that house. That's hands down. I was going down the road, and I was speeding, going 85. I was like, man, this <laughs> feels good. Boy. Where's my next house at? Boy, I'll pray with you, boy. Where are you at? <laughs> I, I just felt good, you know? Um, and... I mean that's that's just amazing, you know. Uh, so let's let's talk about this. Um, why are people friendlier at a bar than a church? I've heard people say that a lot.
0: I, I think like when you're at church, like like Dan was saying, there's the people you feel like you're in a place where. I mean I, I, I go in and just kind of do my thing but you know when you go into a place and you're just like okay well I have to be better in this place mm-hmm. in a bar everyone's just kind of laid back they're just and you know that you can say what you want to say half the time if I've had one beer in me I'm probably talking about Jesus if I'm being honest like <laughs> I because that's just where my brain goes yeah. and I don't know why but that's just how it
4: Well how, church how you feel like everybody's like looking at you judging you like oh they know, yeah. you, they know what you did Saturday cool. night they know your back history store and you're like oh gosh but if you're a bar you're like woo let's have fun and everybody's just having a great time everybody's laid back because everybody just wants a little relief from their they're daily they're struggles.
3: Continue. Yeah, And I think too just individualistic you go in more kind of defensive anyway just like with a guard up Yes. Um, in church versus going into like a bar. Or so
1: like like a public you, setting. You,
0: yeah. Yeah. mean yeah, well, I agree with kind
1: of what Dan said so you just feel like people are judging Yeah. I felt
2: I felt like that like before I got saved and I, I would have to remind myself like well, first of all, if you really do feel like you're getting judged, like, no matter what you do, you may be at the wrong church. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. Uh, you may want to find another church. Uh, but another thing is, like, you have to realize, like, these people aren't trying to judge you. They're trying to, like, save you for eternity. You know, like, they're trying to help you out, you know.
4: I'll bring up this from when we first met at our small group. We actually met at this restaurant, which oh, yeah. is also a bar. <laughs> yeah. And we all sat there and we were like, all ordered <laughs> all waters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, bored, bored. We a literally bar. sat there it's a bar. <laughs> and we are like, look at each other like, can we drink in this small group? Cause like we're sort of, we're like no, like we're Christians. Like can we're like and then like it was like real funny. Like I was I dick, and Nick was like I was ordering the same thing. we was, like yeah, I'm ordering the same thing too. So we just all did. So I mean like even if like even doing that little setting, I'm also it's like those beers. Um, if y'all remember that, I ain't paying back. But um I, it's just you just feel like you have to have your more of your guard up even when you're around like any Christians. So that's why I'm thinking like to yeah. answer your question about the bar, scene, so you're you're judging. You're more on your guard. It's harder to actually interact with people because you're like afraid, like how are they gonna receive me or what's gonna happen? But if you're in a bar scene, you're just like, hey pal, I'll help you out. So, I mean, it's just different settings.
0: Feel like, when I'm at church, I'm, I feel like everyone knows more than me. Like, it can be someone who's just say, I don't know. Like, and I walk in there and I'm like, well, this person knows more than me. If they ask me something, and I am I might not know that scripture. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know that or I yeah, might not I, didn't, know that I didn't read that
4: Bible. Like, verse, yeah. like, how do I know? And so
0: I won't know, so I kind of feel inferior. But if I walk into a bar, if you, if I know a little bit, you're like, well, I might know more than them. And, you know, it's just that just mm-hmm. goes back to us being human and being like, or just, I guess, feeling safer while we're there and being like, I don't know, and, or being like, there, there are at least two tequila shots in. And we can talk about this and they, like, I don't they know.
2: They won't touch me yeah. But
0: now I go into it in either way. And now if I go into a bar and someone's there, I just love talking about God. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, they I, could be hammered or sober. And I'm just like, yeah. all right, let's talk about Jesus. Let's go.
2: I'd like to say this, too. Like, just because they go to church doesn't mean... Uh, That they're saved too, you know. uh, There's a lot of people with misguided hearts in church that you know are there for politics. That they're leading groups when they shouldn't be, and they don't care about. Okay, I'm gonna tread lightly about that. Okay, they they have mixed motivations. Like they just like leading something, and if you kind of feel that, you need to surround yourself with people that love you. Okay, Okay. are following Christ and have the best interests for you. (laughs) Like I know people in here. I can tell them anything I'm going through and they won't judge me one bit. They'll be like, dude, you need to quit messing up. You know?
4: <laughs> well, they mainly use church like, as a platform. Like, oh, I'm better than this, this way I go to church. That's why I like, bring my point. Like, yeah. I had more in common with the people who didn't, that wouldn't go to church that I know they acted more Christianly to other people than I did with certain Christians who literally would judge. And you're like thinking to myself, you're not living the Christian life. Like, even though like, you're preaching and harping on to everybody, it's like, no, that, there's no middle ground.
2: That's definitely true. Um, so let's let's kind of detour a little bit. Um, why do Christians... I hear this a lot. Why do Christians, um, I guess, hate uh, transgender, homosexuality, uh, bisexuality? Why is that a common thing with the people, even the United States, you know? I
0: think it's because they don't understand it. Like... I can, I mean I just think it's it just comes from the point because they don't they don't like, they can maybe relate to any other sin maybe whether that's um, people drinking because maybe they've drank before or done drugs or they or someone with a lot of anger but they can't wrap their mind about maybe that that's that person's sin because there might be somebody who like that they do feel like they are attracted to the same sex but they're maybe they're fighting that battle and they don't know how to approach it that's why a lot yeah. of like transgender by like. Bisexual gays they go to the they're they are so afraid of the church because they feel like they're gonna be shamed the second they walk in when really they're our sin's all the same yeah, sin and sin, sin, yeah, sin, sin. Is so like and just like everybody else that and that's a and that's a really hard sin to deal with just because it's a sin of the heart like it's something you feel it's something that like it's something that you it's it's something they probably don't want even want to feel because it doesn't it's 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 hard yeah. That's why I love Jackie Hill Perry so much Mm -hmm. because she like tackles in her book um her fight with homosexuality and it's like that book is awesome. Mm
2: -hmm. Pretty good book.
0: It's it's really really good. good. For anyone who struggles Mm -hmm. with that, Jackie Hill Perry, she's your girl, Mm -hmm. and she just like lays out her testimony and it's just it's just awesome. Yeah,
1: I mean that kind of goes back to the hypocrisy, you know. That you're able to hate homosexuality you're not allowed to hate
4: drunkenness or gluttony or yeah. something like that what do y'all think um to me like i've had i have family members that are gay and i've had friends that are gay and like you you're supposed to say like a christian you're not supposed to be for it whatsoever but i mean like if they feel like if they're with somebody who makes them feel like they're special and they they truly have a connection with i think they should be able to be with each other i mean like everybody deserves to be happy honestly so, well, who am I to judge to say, "Oh, you shouldn't be with them," even though like that person makes them feel a hundred bucks. So, just let them be.
2: What do you What do you think, Molly?
3: Well, I think it's a branch of the century. tree. Yeah. i I think that there's a difference in like zoning in on it and saying this is this is bad, this is awful. You should never do this. When in reality, it's a it's a branch of the century. So, in like First Corinthians six verses nine through eleven. It says, or do you not or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? do not be deceived neither neither sexual immoral nor adult idolaters nor adulterers, nor men who, nor people who practice homosexuality nor th- thieves nor the greedy nor the drunkards, nor the revellers nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God, so it's not just like for me, it's not like just something that's specifically like zone in on this like there are a lot of branches of the sin tree. And like, I th- we all have to deal with those things. Yeah. And I, I, I don't feel like we should be preaching against homosexuality, but against all of the all things same. that God hates. Like, yeah. God hates sin. And so if there is sin in your life, then God says you need to turn from it. Yeah. And so that's how I look at it. I don't look at it as, oh... I can't love you because you live this lifestyle because like there are things that I struggle with that God hates because it's sin. And so for me, like I have to die to that daily. And so there are things that everybody in here has to die to daily. So like for me, I think it's just showing love in Christ and just saying, you know, we're all struggling, but there's grace that Jesus gives us. And that's what, we
2: need to like rely on uh with me like whenever you know you kind of get dangerous whenever you're a christian and you you have opinions about things like you need to go to the bible because that's the facts you know um if you're a christian you're not supposed to support it at all uh but you're not supposed to be judgmental too because like all y'all said everyone struggles with stuff i struggle with drinking you may struggle with that it's the same thing uh and then second of all you're not supposed to hate anything or hate anyone. Uh, the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbors yourself. Uh, love everyone. I mean, trans, bi, gay, black, brown, Asian, blue, purple, green, yellow, orange, whatever. Like, you're supposed to love everyone, you know. Uh, and I think it's dangerous whenever Christians go around hating people because people struggle with things. That's uh, you know, just a dangerous thing, and you have to tread lightly. you know, not supposed to support it, but you're supposed to love them. Uh, no matter what, and that's a fact, you know? Um,
0: I just think you can can love somebody into that behavior a lot, like into a better behavior more than shaming them into it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like if someone was coming up to me and saying all that stuff, and I I don't know, it's just I think it's our job to show them the love and the grace that Jesus offers us that we know that we're receiving daily for whatever that sin is. So when we see somebody like say that they were struggling with that or – um, just any sin in general like just approaching to them with an open receptive heart because that's what Jesus does to us and like we're supposed to be we're supposed to become more like him every single day mm-hmm. like we're being sanctified every single day yeah. and so it's our job for them to see that light and we have to be open to that And because I would hope that God seeing like Jesus seeing my sin would be like come here give me a hug and mm-hmm. I would just like run up there and start bawling mm-hmm. like I think that and I think that's so cool about your story because that, that lady might um, have been struggling with something and she just Maybe she saw that light in you, and she just, and she knew that she, like, the Holy Spirit, even though if she knew God or not, just put on in her heart to just be weak that day.
2: Yeah, that pumps me up.
0: Yeah, and, like, that's, like, that's, I think, our jobs <laughs> is to be that, and whether it's just being, like, hey, sh-, like, let me show you my church, because, um, and, I, like, they might not all be like that, but I'm going to show you, like, my God, and I'm going to show you my church. And even just being, like, open and bringing them to church like that, and that might be that one moment, that pivotal moment that allows them to understand who our god is
2: and i think that's the, the coolest thing in the world mm-hmm. that's pretty cool um so let's uh we're kind of getting down to the last few questions um so let's talk about this we talked about drinking a bunch can you drink as a christian
4: just not to obsess that's what it says, you can drink, but just don't do it to excess. That's what it says in the Bible.
0: Yeah, it says don't drink to get drunk. Like, I know if right. I have two drinks, I'm more than likely going to be tipsy because I'm very, I don't drink that often. So, I know that if I'm going to drink, if I'm, it might be one or two and I tap out because I know that if I go past that, then, and that's just me because I'm a lightweight. Yeah. But.
4: What
2: do you think, Molly? You don't drink, do you? I don't drink. No, you don't. So,
3: it's hard for me to answer that question because You've I You've never drank. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, I've never, like, I've never been drunk. I've never done drugs. Like, so all of, like, those things are really hard for me to answer because they're just yeah. lifestyles that I have chosen not to pursue for myself, like, as an individual. And so, like, it's just really hard for me to answer. I can tell you the scripture, and it's Ephesians 5.18. It says, don't get drunk with wine for one right debauchery, now. but be filled with the Spirit. And so, like... <laughs> Sorry if I messed you up with. <laughs> reading <laughs> your Two just, like, just, just out scooped on so that just, one. I got two more, dang it. <laughs> 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 and so, like for me, that like for questions that I don't know the answer to, I like to say scripture. And so, like for that, just look at enough. the scripture and In the interpret that how God. Um, how God uh, opens your heart and gives you the wisdom to interpret it. And for me, I'm just, I interpret it with, like, I don't drink. So.
2: Um, I have a, a few other things right now. And I have uh, Proverbs 21. It says, um, Proverbs 20, verse 1, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it says, wine is a mocker, beer a brawler, whoever is led astray is unwise. And that's talking about people who are drinking, you know. Uh, then in, um, well, I'll, I'll bring that up after I say it. So, I do struggle with drinking a bunch, and I kind of said, I don't know if y'all have noticed, uh, we we still drink some. Um, I've set a limit on how much I drink, and I don't know. Y'all probably had not seen me drunk in a a while, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the thing with me is if I get drunk, it leads to other things, you know. So if I, I, I lose control, yeah, especially girls, you know, cussing. I cuss a lot when I drink, a lot, I mean, yeah, Molly knows. I cuss. Well, you had out. no filter. I <laughs> cuss. Exactly. Oh, I'm a very honest person. I'm gonna tell you, I'm very. Well, yeah, just tell it like this. Just yeah. don't care. Like if we're playing pool, I'm drunk and you cheat, I will cuss you out. I, and I just. Or if you lose, you go. <laughs> off. Oh my goodness! Look, I, I just. Like
4: people
3: cheat against you.
4: They they have to to beat Well, He name. wins
3: every game, yeah. obviously. In anything,
4: <laughs> man, you lying right now on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I <laughs> the other night because I kept winning.
1: They okay, they they, okay. They were, pause, pause. They were,
4: we're talking about the Bible, but
1: one, I wanted to
2: go home because I was tired. You made <laughs> one trick shot. You wasn't able
1: to play because I kept winning.
2: This guy makes one trick shot, and he, he thinks he's like Bill Dance of no. Pool Table or something. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Uh, going off topic. Going off topic, yeah. Um, but also, uh, whenever I see 2 Corinthians 5 nine, it says, So we make it our aim to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. Uh, so if it like if drinking makes you sin more, then you don't need to drink uh, at all. Like if, if you can't do it at all, then you don't need to do it at all. Uh, if you you know don't get drunk and you just have one or two and you're fine, then you can do that. Also, you need to consider who you're around. If you claim you're a Christian and you're out just drunk acting a fool, uh, that leads others astray. Like whenever I was confused about following Christ and I saw all these people acting like that, that messed me up, you know. Yeah, you don't
1: need to call somebody to stumble.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Thing yeah, you have to consider it's like if that you see
0: me out like drunk. I always feel bad about it the next I wake up mm-hmm. the next day and I feel like I don't know, I have a very guilty conscience. So if I ever feel like that i wake up the next day and just be like, Daddy gummit I I I feel convicted all mm-hmm. day. How are you supposed to lead so like, someone
2: to Christ, yeah, if you're So
3: like for me, I like I hold various leadership positions at my church and so for me it's a conviction also of I'm an example for young kids. Like if so if they see me or if they see videos of me or they see um or hear of things that I do that doesn't relate to the things that I'm teaching them in church on Sunday, then like I'm failing as as a follower of Christ. And so for me that's also something that I look back to also is like leading by example. So
0: a lot of people also get confused because they're like, "Well, Jesus drank wine." Not once does it say that Jesus drank wine. They, they never says, had he says, anyone. <laughs> he turned says, water into wine. But yeah. He turned water into wine, and even like when he was on the cross, they tried to give him wine when he was thirsty, and he turned his head. Like he never drank wine. And so a lot of people are like, "Well, Jesus drank wine. I can drink wine, or I can do this." And then so they try, and that goes just to show that we can manipulate so many different verses in the Bible yeah. to be whatever what we want it. Yes. And that's why, like, I think it's cool just to sit down. If I'm like, "Hey guys, I read this verse." Golly. <laughs> if I read this verse and I think of it this way, like, what do y'all think? And we can sit and talk about it. And I think that's why it's important. Like, you gain wisdom as you grow, but also, like, you if you have solid community, you can sit down and interpret those mm-hmm. things.
2: Whenever I had that wild hair, I mean, I still have it, but whenever I acted upon that wild hair, like drunk all the time, I used to say, "Jesus drank." Well, that's what I would say all the time. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that was like one of my go-to. Like, you didn't drink whiskey though.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: whiskey's my go-to drink for y'all one or whatever. Um, anyway, let's move on. So, um, why do I, I struggle with this too? Like, why do good people suffer?
0: Man, you could probably pull up a lot of scripture, but if you look at any person that like God used, they suffered a crazy amount. And they weren't perfect either. And that's what I love. Like, I've been reading Genesis, and I'm almost done, and I've been, like, doing the tree to see who was born with, like, who got married to who, and, like... Genealogy.com? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, but just Genesis. Okay. And uh, and so that he always... And then so he uses so many, like, messed up people. And it's, like, crazy, because if you actually, like, look at it, like, God uses a lot of jacked up people, but also, like, they're the ones who struggle the most. And we'll come
2: back to that, too. That's uh, that's a really good one. I love it. Like,
0: Paul... And, mm-hmm. like, he's like, you're going to go to Rome, but you're going to go in chains. Like, and so he's writing in a place of, like, him struggling mm-hmm. through all these letters, and he wants to be there so bad. And I love, I think it's in Colossians where he ends it, and he's like, um, I, write, I write this to you, like, this is Paul, I write to you, remember my chains. Grace be with you. And so he's writing from, it, like, it being in a place of struggling, yet he's still trying to, like, reach out. He had the thorn in the flesh, and God was like... yeah. I'm sufficient enough. Yeah. Know. And they never specified the thorn. Mm-hmm. It could be anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And for me for me, I think of it as like, okay, bad thing, bad things happen. Bad things happen to everybody. Like we live in a fallen world. Like we are born into sin. And so bad things happen to everybody. But in terms of like our Christian faith, if you want to look at somebody that suffered, then you look at Jesus. Because Mm -hmm. he suffered, like, if you want, if you are going through something awful, then you can pray to a guy who knows exactly what it's like to suffer. Because, in my opinion, I just feel like he suffered more than anybody else. Like, he died of, like, an awful death for something that he didn't even do. Because he was a perfect person. So, by definition, he was a good person. And the worst thing that could ever happen, happened to him. He was beaten. nailed to a cross and he died. And so, like, for me, for me, like, yes, bad things happen, but, like, we have an example of, of grace. I always go back to grace because I just, I just think that grace is, like, the, the most thing. awesome gift yeah, ever. that's amazing. And so, like, that's how I look at it is just, like, you, bad things happen. Just imagine, like,
0: the amount of pain. Because, like, he was, he was struggling before, like, the day before he had to go up there. Like, imagine, like, knowing all a sudden that, like, What's just coming, us five were here, up, and yeah. he was just like, he has to feel mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. wrath from God. And like sweating Threat, every, like, person. Sweat blood Bloods no. of tears,
2: mm-hmm.
3: like sweating blood. Like, that's just crazy. Your friend
2: Tim wouldn't do that for you guys. I'm just <laughs> saying. Tim would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, I'm sorry. I have a friend named Tim. I didn't mean that, Tim. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> At the beginning, was Timmy, I think. Timmy, yeah, Timmy, Wait, whatever. Jimmy? no. no, no Jimmy. My brother, my brother Jimmy. and I always say Jimmy. Little Jimmy, whatever. <laughs> little uh, so, uh, why, why do good people suffer? I would like to argue that. There are no good people. Uh, so think about, I don't know, let's yeah. just say milk. Um, uh-huh. So if you if you have a carton of milk, right, and there is one little bit of sour at the bottom of that milk, the entire carton I is so. is polluted. You, you see what I'm saying? So, like, you mix up the, the carton, It's it doesn't matter. There could be one little grain of expired milk in that mm-hmm. milk, and it's messed up, you know. People like to say, oh, I'm a, a good person because I don't kill anyone or I don't rape anyone or anything like that. There are no good people um, in this world. The only good person that there ever was was Jesus. Um, so, when, think about that whenever you're you see people walking down the street. Too, uh, there are no good people, uh, and everyone struggles with sin. So. That's my opinion on that. Or
0: if you think you are a good person, pray about it and be like, God, that's one of the boldest prayers you can ever pray. Sometimes when I feel yeah. like I'm on my high horse, I'll be like, God, show, can you show me where yeah. I'm struggling mm. or where I'm not perfect or where I'm sucking in? And then mm. the next day, boom. Yeah. Every time it's like I get popped upside the face and I'm like, yo, yup. mm. humbled. <laughs>
3: uh, Beth Moore has this. Um... Sorry, I gonna interrupt your thought. It's just I have the thought and it's going to leave me. Beth Moore has this is a 10 week prayer journal mm-hmm. devotion. And like you go through like different components of prayer, and there's one part, there's one part in it where like you pray for self, and I just feel like as I was going through that every day, God was like showing me something that I needed to work on, like either in my work life or my personal life. But it's, it's a really good devotion. So if you know anybody's looking for a prayer devotion, Beth Moore's got it. So.
0: I'll
2: all right, so um, we talked about all, a lot of questions I had like whenever I was trying to z- decide whether I should get saved or not. Uh, so what's it mean to be saved? Like, What's it mean? Because I, I didn't know what the heck it meant. I'm always on the
0: answers first, so
2: I was giving somebody, somebody. <laughs> All right, so I'll say uh, to be saved means turning away from a life that is without God that is focused solely upon ourselves. Uh, it means giving up the obsession with our needs, our wants, our pleasures, our comforts, our importance, our egos, and our power. And it means to be born again, such as in Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. Uh, Jesus has forgiven us, and now we have a relationship with him. Basically, that's what it means to me.
0: Mm. A lot of people, they feel like Oh, I'm not good enough to be saved. And I think that's the whole point. Like, the, yeah. like that's how I felt. Because I, I took forever to get baptized, too. Like, I, my sophomore year, going into my sophomore year, that's when I, like, had my aha moment. and I felt like I was saved. But it took me so long to be... It took until I left to go to Austin, so after my senior year, for me to get baptized. Because I was terrified. I'm like, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. And no and one ever so, will be. Yeah. And and so I just felt like I was never worthy. It was like it was like I was married. And if being baptized, being like... <clears throat> Put into sin, coming out clean. it was like, I I was like, I know that like, I don't think that I could ever look like be in God's sight and just not be terrible. And so I was just, I was scared, and I was like, like I'm never gonna be good enough to be saved. So I feel like for anybody who thinks that they're not good enough, that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know that you that you truly believe in Jesus, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and that He is your like He's your guy, that He died on the cross for you, then. Then you're saved if you like a hundred and ten percent authentically believe that, and you just have to know that you, like you're saying, there's no good people, and you're, and it's your job, like you're never gonna be as perfect as Jesus, and it's your job every day, to kind of move towards being better, and that could be a little half baby step, or that can be a stride that yeah. day, or it can be like the smallest thing, but you just, like, just don't go back, you know.
4: Well, I think about like I, I looked up this verse. Um, it's in Luke. Uh, 29 through 39. Um, it's where they talk about Jesus is in the house, like feasting with a large crowd, like tax collectors and other people who were sinners. And the Pharisees were like, "Why are you with these people?" And Jesus answered, it "Is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick? I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance." Okay. I mean, it just says that like he didn't come for good people. He literally came to help all of us because we're all sinners. Like he's the one mm-hmm. who came. To, he put himself on the cross, died for our sins in order to make make us who we are and be able to have a place in heaven with
2: them. I like to interject something else, too. Like, back whenever I said there are no good people, you could be the best person in your eyes there is. And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you're still doomed to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. I mean, you could do all these good acts, yes. give to charity, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. If you don't know Jesus, it doesn't matter.
3: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: Does not matter.
3: Yeah. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody can come to the Father except through me. So Jesus, like a relationship with Jesus and, and Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So that's what it means to be saved is confessing out loud like Jesus is Lord and then you believe it in your heart. That God, that Jesus is Lord, and God raised Him from the dead, and the-
0: <laughs> it didn't stop.
2: I think there's a time limit. I never hit the time limit. It's an hour, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see if we can add this on or not.
0: Oh
1: man, I wonder what we missed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Michael but we'll uh, play it, Pass forward it to the very end, and see where we're
2: at. We'll, we'll just finish recording and then we'll. Uh, is yeah.
1: it still recording?
2: It is it's now. Yeah, it is yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's recording. <sighs> anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. Could uh, could could God ever use someone as broken as me for His work? What do y'all think?
0: I think the more broken, the more light that shines through. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just me. Like as much as I'm jacked up, if I choose to like give that p- part of me up that's so jacked up to Him, then He can shine through it. It's more of just like surrender than anything. I think because I don't know the areas that I'm jacked up. I know, like I know in my heart, I don't want to give them up. Because, like, I find pleasure in those things. But at the same time, like, I know if I do, that there's going to be so many people that get to see him through it. Mm. And there's so many, like, it can be, and it becomes a part of my testimony. And, like, I don't know. As much as it sucks sometimes, because being a Christian for sure isn't easy. It's not the easiest thing, but it's the best thing. And yeah. um, I think the more jacked up, and then, like, he was saying that you just kind of give him mm. free reign, and he just shines on through. And you can, and people are like, dang, well, they were this bad, and I know that I haven't done, like, this. Mm. But, so, I, I think, you and it makes you relatable. Like, I don't
2: know. I have this list, uh, pretty cool list. Uh, it has a list of like 15 people that God used uh, to do works through him. Uh, it has Abraham uh, was old, Elijah was suicidal, Joseph was abused, uh, Job went bankrupt, Moses had a speech problem, uh, Gideon was afraid, Samson was a womanizer, Rahab was a prostitute. I don't know how to say that name. The Samaritan woman at the well was divorced multiple times, uh, Noah was a drunk, uh, Jeremiah was young. Jacob was a cheater. David was a murderer. Uh, Jonah ran from God constantly. Uh, no, Noemi. I don't know. It was a widow. <laughs> uh, Peter denied Christ three times. Uh, Martha worried about everything. Zacharias was small and money hungry. Uh, the disciples fell asleep while praying. And Paul was a Pharisee who prosecuted uh, Christians before becoming one. Uh, so, I mean, that that entire list right there was all entirely made of broken people that you would never think. Uh, would ever be used by Christ to do anything, and mm-hmm. we're all shown multiple times, uh, living for Christ, pursuing Christ, and doing things through Christ. It's pretty dope, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so basically, the last question: um, What do you do after you get saved? So, what are some tips, uh, someone, anyone who gets saved? What do you do? So let's just say we got saved right now. I just got saved. What do, What do we do?
4: You share it with it with others, people around you. Even if they, when you feel like they're not, resp- um, not receiving it, you still share it with them because you might be able to share the love of God with somebody else around you, make them saved. Yeah.
0: I think join communities so that people can like mm-hmm. point out because it's going to be hard, especially at first. But by yourself. Yeah, yeah. If you do it by yourself, and then you can be like, oh well, this is too hard, and you're going to fall back into your old stuff. But if you have somebody that holds you accountable. And talks about and even just like teaches you the word like i don't mm-hmm. know some of the best people i've met were the people who were spoke hard truths but also like made made me understand why mm-hmm. i needed to why that was why i needed to turn away from certain certain things and that's through scripture like molly was saying you just go po- point it back
3: confess it before man like you know if you if if you've received this awesome gift you you don't want to just like not let people know that you've had it like if if you were to get a car for Christmas, like, what's the first thing you're going to do? Post you're it on to Instagram. It post it, it on post Instagram. it like, get So, so <laughs> <laughs> if you have... Like,
1: <laughs> 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 so,
3: like, if you've received this, this awesome gift that Jesus gives us, tell people, like, you know, like, the, the church was the recipient of the Great Commission. Like, go and teach all nations. So, like, go to the church and... Like go and and you know go up and say I've accepted Jesus in my heart you know confess it before men, and, and then you know, like the church like how I grew up is like you you're followed through like your faith in baptism so like baptism isn't like um, a component of being saved it's a component of obedience because Jesus was baptized into so- yeah.
2: Um, one thing I struggle with big time, the main reason I made this podcast, whenever I first got saved, I had no idea what it was. I just knew I needed to pursue a relationship with Christ, but I just kept doing what I was doing. I didn't change anything. You know. I didn't, I didn't know you were supposed to. I thought it was done. You know? <laughs> uh, but what I would say, looking back now, uh, knowing I'm trying to do everything right, is first of all, you find a church to consistently go to. Uh, you have to stop hanging out with people uh, that would lead you back to where you were before you got saved, I know it's kind of harsh, uh, but I mean, it's eternity, you know. Uh, Find a good group of Christians to hang out with, maybe a small group. Uh, Find a person to disciple you, someone that's been a Christian for a long time that can help you and guide you if you have any questions. So you don't have to go to Google and type in, what's it mean to be a Christian? I swear, I did that. I did that whenever I first got saved. I said, yeah, I had no idea. Um, Study, memorize scripture. Uh, that way, because I wouldn't have known about Isaiah to tell that woman about it unless I was reading the Bible, like the other day, you know. Um, most of all, repent, pray, and above anything else, work on your relationship with Christ, um, and that's what you would do after you get saved. I feel like. No, anything to it.
0: Molly? No? I just want to say that I'm terrible with names but I remember yours
3: because
0: I felt like it would need to be important and I suck at names I always
2: forget I still don't know yours I'm just kidding I will say what's
3: my name (laughs) I will say something that I did find interesting and I didn't think about this I I do want to say this Um, this doesn't relate to tips but um, with your question when I was just kind of studying because I I like to be prepared and um, your talk the question was let me find out Okay, I can't. uh, I'm just this way. I cannot change. Okay, well, you have nothing to lose. But as I was like researching and studying, and um, the thief on the cross did just that. Like he changed. So um, I didn't know that. Like I didn't think about this. But in 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 Matthew, both of the criminals are mocking Jesus on the cross. So. Um, when, if you if you don't know this already, Jesus, when he died on the cross, there were two criminals beside him and both of them were mocking him. And so, um, but then one of the criminals decided to change his mind and he asked Jesus, will you remember me Lord in paradise? And Jesus, he told that man, I will remember you when when I'm in paradise and you will be with me. So. As Jesus returned to God, a criminal was the first to enter the kingdom from his mission to redeem the world. So a criminal was the first man that entered into heaven from Jesus' mission on earth. And so I just think that was so awesome. It was a criminal. It wasn't somebody that was perfect. It wasn't somebody that had studied the Bible for years. It was somebody who was dying on the cross as a punishment beside Jesus who was perfect dope and so i just
2: thought that was really awesome when i found that song that's dope that. yeah that was really cool thank you uh well this is by far the longest podcast i've ever done I, I feel like it's pretty successful i feel like hopefully this little part you're hearing me speak right now will be added to the other part uh, i've never gone pa- past an hour i didn't know there was a time limit
4: Figure out what uh
2: yeah uh it'll be okay though uh but anyway uh thank y'all for listening and I probably won't have a podcast like this again for a while. I'll probably interview one of my friends or something like that next time. But uh, anyway, until next time.
3: You saying we're not your friends?
2: Uh, Anyway, until next time. (laughs)